test, test, test. 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 Banana bread. Now, in the picture uh, that you sent me, these bottles looked way smaller. They looked like maybe they were half that size. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't look like full, not to me anyway. Maybe it was just the, the weird angle or... Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> maybe it's just me being dumb. Who's ready to start? Let's get it rolling. Let's get going. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Savor the Burn podcast. My name is Jonathan. Across the table from me is the still yet amazing Mr. W2. <laughs> hey, everyone. How's it going? Fuck yeah. So uh, today it looks like uh, we're going to try out something called the Glenlivet 12. Uh, 12 year uh, single malt scotch whiskey. I've been looking forward to this. You've been uh, you've been teasing me with some photos, and I've uh, I've really been looking forward to this. What all uh, What all can you tell me about it? You know, the great thing about what we have tell well, us about it. The great thing we have about everything that we're trying tonight. We're going through a a a round of twelve year scotches. Are all we going to th- try to cram all that into one episode? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All of these are twelve years. All three of these are bottles that I received as my free full-size bottle from Flavier. Every quarter, I get a free tasting box and a full-size bottle. All three of these 12 years were ones that I was able to select and and get. So I'm excited because of that, but I'm also excited because as we've kind of dug into these whiskeys, 12 years seems to be a good year. Yeah. And this particular one is the Glenlivet 12 year. It is a double oak single malt scotch whiskey. And so double oak, does that mean that they uh, they aged it for so many years and then they took it out and then they put it in a, a freshly toasted, roasted, whatever barrel? It does say here on the box, under double oak here, it says matured in European oak and American oak casks okay. to give a well-balanced and fruity flavor. Fruity flavor. So this Glenlivet 12 year is retails for 44 it is a space side scotch what does that mean that's the region that is produced in so, okay so there are five regions in scotland that scotch production is kind of broken up into there's space side there's islay campbelltown and scottish highlands and scottish lowlands Okay. And this is uh, Speyside. What I've got here is Rugged Speyside is the northeast of Scotland surrounding the River Spey and is what you might imagine the quintessential scotch making terrain looking like. All right. So apparently it's uh, where 60% of uh, single malt whiskeys are produced in. Oh, that's pronounced Isla? Is that Isla. what that note yeah. said? Wow. If it, it's it's spelled I-S-L-A-Y, yeah. which could Isla. be Islay or <laughs> Islay, whatever. It just But, you know, you said Islay, didn't you? It, it sounds... I thought I said Isla. Isla? Okay. Islay, Isla. Islay. Well, it looks like it would be pronounced Islay, but Isla. Okay. Yeah. There's I've a magical definitely... island where the majority of its population are involved in whiskey production. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I've definitely pronounced it incorrectly on more than one occasion. Well, hell, I, w- I definitely would have. <laughs> Very cool. So we're looking at the space side. Yeah. 
up in the, the it said Spay made uh, in the, the region northeast. by the Northeast Spay River. The Spay River, yep. Okay. And yeah, this is a 12-year. It's 80 proof. And Not it bad. is classified as a single malt whiskey. All right. Well, I guess before we get into that, I'll go ahead and remind everybody to keep checking us out on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok. Thank you for following along on uh, subscribing on um, on YouTube. Uh, we, we wholeheartedly appreciate it. Leave us a comment on there, would you? It gets kind of barren in there sometimes. <laughs> Want to know what you what you guys are thinking. And um back to it so what would you call this this color it says here on the on the appearance notes bright and lively gold i have i definitely think it's a gold it, yeah definitely gold and it is bright especially mm-hmm. when the light was hitting the like through the bottle and bouncing off the bottom of the the texture on the bottom of the bottle mm-hmm. that was it was sparkly looking this is one of those things that katie loves to trivia me on every now and then and, okay but the little dimple in the bottom of the bottle i've seen those on the bottom of uh, of wine every single wine bottle a lot of uh, whiskey bottles will have it but yeah this one's cool because it's got it, it's, one does. it's got uh little facets mm-hmm. in there and so the i the the light catches it and it, it gives it kind of a little bit of a shimmer it is called a punt punt so it's called a punt Okay. So the large indent in the base of a wine bottle is known as a punt. It is intended to strengthen the bottle and not to give the impression that the bottle contains more liquid than it really does. Huh. Now you know. So it strengthens the bottle. I guess that makes sense. I mean, you know, you, you figure the, the concave dimple in there is going to add a little bit of structural integrity. I hope it does. Yeah, because they, they all have to do shipping and handling. And fucking long-haired dummies dropping the cases on the back of a truck. <laughs> Kicking them. Yeah. Stupid scotch. <laughs> well, it doesn't smell bad. No. A lot of fruit on the nose. I just had to reset my nose with the coffee beans a little bit ago. Is there some honey in there? Some honey. Maybe some apple. Yeah, maybe some apple because, like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't, it's given hints of, like, an Irish whiskey, but it's got yeah. it's got just a subtle, subtle smokiness to it. Uh, it, it, it. It's not smoke. It's peat. A subtle, very subtle peaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the smoke is very, very subtle. It almost reminds me of kind of a, a, a sherry uh, aroma. Hmm. You know, a lot of the, the Irish whiskeys and our our own Kansas City-style whiskey mm-hmm. has that sherry-added element to it. Yeah, it smells good. I like it. How about a little, a little sip? Ooh, there's some unexpected flavors. You know, I was almost surprised by how not non like abrasive it is mm-hmm. on the palate. But then I remember it says right up here, eighty proof. <clears throat> right. I'm I'm getting some some baking spices, maybe some nutmeg, some cinnamon. Mm. I didn't pick it up on the nose, but I definitely am getting it on on the palate. Very creamy. There's a hint of citrus. Yeah, there's some citriness. Citri- citriness is that a word? <laughs> There's a little bit of citrosity. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we're making up words. I'm gonna throw out a Webster's. Right, and just like I'm gonna go home and sleep Stop. with my with a Webster's dictionary underneath my. Do they still make dictionaries? <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. Huh? Yeah, I'll just I'll just open the Webster's app on my phone and and leave that under my head. And the radiation gives me brain cancer. <laughs> Whatever. Osmosis. Hey, that's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Ozzy. December 3rd. So, all right. So earlier today, I realized that yesterday I put Ozzy's name down as a, as a, on my calendar at work. Like I'll write down, you know, like musicians' birthdays and uh-huh. stuff. 
And so for whatever reason, October 3rd, I, I wrote Ozzy's name down. And then today I was listening to Time Suck and this, um, oh, this this British serial killer, like he, he killed somebody on uh, December 3rd of like uh, 1980, I think it was, hmm. whatever maybe 78 I was like man that sucks like i wonder if ozzy knew that the serial killer was killing people on his birthday and then i was like why the fuck would he know that like duh but then i was like then i remembered that i wrote down the wrong <laughs> i wrote it down wrong on my calendar the day before serial killers being stupid i've killed quite a few boxes of cereal in my day <laughs> cocoa pebbles are fucking delicious little man is all about the lucky charms at the moment lucky charms are good that that that, that kid would eat lucky charms three meals a day if we would let him actually he kind of tries as it is he approaches it as a can i have a snack okay what do you want for a snack i want some lucky charms that and applesauce that kid eats so much applesauce applesauce is is good like does he how did how does he eat his applesauce so they they make the little pouches with the little twist off tops on there and so he just applesauce pouch uh-huh. No, no, you got to give him the little bowls with the peel off the lid and don't give him a spoon. He's three years old. It, right. Doesn't matter. When he's I'm older, when he's older and you don't give him a spoon, he's got to learn how to, like, yeah, he's got to learn how to lick it out of the bowl. And they can use that in pudding cups, too. All right, so it's it, it, it's not as strong on the palate. I, I don't know why I was expecting it to be more strong on the palate, but yeah. then I look over here. Every time I look over here at the notes, it says 80 proof. Mm-hmm. Why am I so... I don't know why I was so hung up on that. I mean, it's just... It's just... It's easy drinking. Full of different interesting flavors. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not quite a coffee, but the, the that cinnamon and nutmeg that is that I'm getting on the palate is so different than what I get on the nose. Did you say coffee or toffee? I said coffee. Because I was thinking toffee, but, but now that you say coffee, yeah. It's there, like, right before the finish. Or at least, you know that that Jameson coffee? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the, the coffee-infused whatever Jameson? Like, it has a similar taste to this. Yeah. Uh, like, at I mean, the finish? At the finish. At the finish of the Glen Glenlivet 12. It's got that coffee flavor to it. So, yeah, I think you nailed it. it, it it's kind of like a, a coffee that has a vanilla creamer in it. And so, that creaminess with some vanilla and coffee and a little bit of cinnamon huh i i feel is coming through uh, you know I, I usually stayed away from when it comes to flavored creamers mm-hmm. it would just be the plain like coffee mate creamer sure or it would be the pumpkin spice creamer because mm. you know pumpkin i'm that spice. guy yeah like i never really liked hazelnut creamer yeah. i don't mind hazelnut but i, I don't like the hazelnut. creamer's there's something funky about it. I don't know if I like it. So, yeah, looking at the box on this, and you already said it, but I, I'll just reiterate it. Matured in European oak and American oak casks to give a well-balanced and fruity flavor. Glen Levitt was established in 1824. 1824. I thought this was pretty funny. George Smith was running a an illegal still on the estate of the Duke of Gordon in the wee early 1800s, to whom he covertly supplied the occasional drum. The Duke sponsored legislation in 1823 that made whiskey distilling legal in the UK. Just so happens that George Smith was the first one granted a license. Total coincidence. Mm -hmm. Today, Glenlivet is one of the big three single malt producers. Their whiskeys are space-side in both location and character, and the water for the mash comes famously from Jose's Well nearby. Might have to do some research on 
this Jose as well. Yeah. The Glen Levitt produces a wide variety of single malt agings and cask combinations, with the remaining spirits serving as an indispensable component in some of the most famous blends. So that's not, that's something that we talked about a little bit a while back and kind of talked about here and there, but not just scotches, but just whiskeys in general. It's kind of a common practice in that blending process that different distillers share barrels back and forth. Really? And it sounds like Glenn Levitt is one of those that is commonly used as a blend in that process. Clearly, this is a single malt, so this is 100% their scotch. This is a pretty nice looking bottle. Mm -hmm. And I like how it comes in this box. Mm -hmm. And the box has different information on it than the the bottle has. It even has tasting notes on the back of the box. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Aside from the uh, all the different facets in the punt, the dimple in the bottom of the bottle, uh-huh. it has a little smashed flat spot on the front side of it where there's a kind of a I think it's just really just a, a decal. Yeah, but it's it looks a sticker. It, it looks like a medallion mm-hmm. uh, of some sort. Did you notice that it's a little off center? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Mm, we have real cork. All right. FYI. You know, I appreciate natural cork more than the composite cork, but as far as utility goes, sure. Composites the way to go. Yeah. You get a, you get a tighter seal on the composites. Yeah. And I mean if you if you end up if you have to store it on its side, mm-hmm. just you know, for whatever reason, like maybe you're low on room, you don't have a, a, a lot of places to put whiskey bottles, but you've got a wine rack and sure. you don't fuck with wine. You know, yeah, I'm going to put it in my wine rack. But if it's natural cork, the spirit's going to eat through the cork. Yeah. But not so much if it's a composite. It so might, it might totally taste funky it. over time. <laughs> it might taste funky. <laughs> so we only have the 12-year in front of us. But just because I, I've seen and and knowing the rest of their product line, I really love how Glenn Lovett... And not just Glenn Lovett, a lot of other distillers have done the same thing, but they have branded the year, the age of the product in colors. So this one is kind of that seafoam green teal uh-huh. color. There's a blue, I think that's their... The 15? No, the 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 blue is their... I've got it upstairs. I got it for my birthday. Um, it's their... I'm blanking on it. I'm, I'm, I've got special reserve on the the brain but that's not it Mm. but yeah uh, i think purple is 15 uh 18 is i'm blanking on what the color combinations are but they've got a purple they've got a red i think it's kind of cool they all follow the same uh layout a very kind of a a standard and then just using color to help distinguish the different ages i think that's kind of cool definitely Definitely. Yeah, I just pulled this up. Uh, so yeah, this this teal seafoam green is the twelve year. Purple is the fourteen year. Uh, the light blue is the Founders Reserve, and then it looks like red is one of their special releases. So, so I, I posted a picture of it in the in the Whiskey Tribe group. Yeah, like if you're a fan of, um, is it Whiskey Tribe mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on uh, on YouTube? For whatever reason, that's the name of their channel. Whiskey. I tribe. thought I thought it was something else. Anyway, so yeah, so if you're a fan of the Whiskey Tribe um, uh, channel on YouTube, they have a Facebook group called Whiskey Tribe, and uh, I posted a picture of it in the in the Facebook group. And uh, Paul says, um, "I like what I have." 
And he said, uh, I have some from each of these lines, but not those specific bottles. I like what I have, though. All right. So I guess that means that these brands (laughs) brands are all in good company. Yeah. And that's with with that one. Mark says it's great. Uh, I also posted it in the Kansas City Whiskey Guild because, you know, that's that's how we do in KC Mo (laughs) or KCK also, I guess. Yep. We're, we're a tandem, a tale of two tribes. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Anyway, so <laughs> I said, uh, looking forward to trying these tonight. Any Scotch fans in the house? Have you tried these? Thoughts? Holly says, yes, indeed. Three exclamation marks. So I guess that means it's it's good. Uh, Nancy posted a, a GIF. She's got some chick with her fist up in the air. Me, me, Somebody me. names uh, Wayne says, uh, touring Speyside kind of night. Who? Somebody named Wayne. I don't know. He's a top contributor, though. Eric says, uh, I've had all but the Glenn Grant. Hope you enjoy. And then there's that word that I don't know how to pronounce. S-L-A with the accent mark. Uh, A-I-N-T-E. Slante. Slante? Mm-hmm. Then that accent mark's over the wrong letter because I speak a little Spanish. Well, it's not Spanish. That would be Gaelic. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark says, yes, all three are great. So Mark says it's great. So yes, indeed. There's a fist in the air. So it seems like everybody seems to like this uh, this Glenn Levitt 12. I like it. Yeah. And I guess the whole reason I picked up my phone was to run into the calculator because it's time to do a little a little uh, a little rating. What'd you give it on the nose? I gave it a three point five. Three point five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gave it a four and a quarter. You gave it a four and a quarter. I did. Huh. Okay. I enjoyed it. Okay. What when I when I gave it the nose, I wasn't exactly wowed. Okay. That's why I gave it. Yeah. I, I liked it, so that's why I, I I gave it a I gave it I gave it higher marks on the on the palette and finish definitely. Maybe. But um, maybe I'm just feeling generous. I wasn't tonight. wild. <laughs> 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 just this one day, you felt generous. That's right. And somehow we we flipped the script on our ratings. So all right, so you gave it a a four and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. All right. Cool. How about the palette? I gave it a four and a quarter. Also. That's what I gave a four and a quarter. All right. I picked up on so many different things on the palate mm-hmm. that I did not get on the nose, and so it right. surprised me, and it caught me off guard. And, yeah, I just... It drinks really well. It does. Especially... I mean, well, I mean, not especially, but I think it's especially due to the fact that it's an 80 proof. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised, and I don't know why I'm surprised, but the smokiness that you attribute to scotch in general is super, super, super subtle in this bottle and i'm okay with that i am too like because uh, we've, we've tried like some peat. scotches or i've had some scotches yeah. we've had some scotches where the peatiness is it's just too damned overwhelming right or like it's got a weird medicinal taste yeah. to it i forget which one it was but there was one that we tried that it had such a strong kind of artificial mm-hmm. kind of a smokiness right that it distracted from everything else it had to yeah, offer everything else got overshadowed by that and i don't remember which one it was but i, I do remember that happening in, in right here in savor the burn studios i do know for sure it was not the highland park 12 year honor definitely not honor. that that shit i'm looking at the very last like maybe shot worth the very last little bit of a pour over there in that highland park 12 so, so i was good. talking about visiting total wine today yeah and they had a whole bunch of those on the shelf hmm. and then right next to it they had their 12 year viking honor cask strength all right what proof is the cask strength? uh it was remember? 115 115 and that's what 90 43 so 86 86 okay well 
closer to 90 than 80 kind of i mean if you round up fuck it doesn't matter it's it's really good stuff but that is so good I, it, I'm, I'm gonna have to have another bottle of that definitely but, but i saw the cask strength and it wasn't that much more uh, I want to say the just the regular twelve year was roughly fifty, mm-hmm. and the cast strength was sixty. That's not that's not a lot more. No, that's not a lot more at all. Well, uh, how about the finish? So the finish, I probably I probably put this one a little too high, but whatever. I gave it a four and a half. I gave it a four and a half because it it brought uh, that little bit of smokiness that it has, mm-hmm. the peatiness mm-hmm. that it has that I really enjoy. Because I don't like to be overwhelmed by by the peatiness, but um, I swear there's got to be a pun in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt weird when I said it. Whatever. Anyway, so um, but I, I really did enjoy the uh, the the coffee esque um, mm-hmm. aftertaste when the when the peatiness oh, kind of pulled back and there's some, some peat and that creaminess that you were talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. when that when that pulled back what it left on the table i really like it though uh so I, that that coffeeness kind of kicked in there at the end so i just mouthed on down the the last bit i had yeah you know i've been sipping on it before and just kind of really kind of trying to take it in or whatever that last bigger gulp that i got on there i definitely got a lot more peat with with that one yeah that creamy coffee toffee yeah nutmeg cinnamon all yeah. of that came right with it and then followed right on through to the finish. Yeah, we were I was going to say it earlier like I I couldn't tell if you said toffee or coffee, but um I, it tasted to me like the sweetness that that this has in mm-hmm. it imbued mm-hmm. within it is uh is a toffee sweet. Yeah. To me, it's like yeah. it's on the other side of caramel. And, you know, back to what you've already, you know, iterated a couple times the 80 proof mm-hmm. there is zero burn whatsoever on this and so it's just nice and smooth it it goes down with yeah. without any fire and, yeah, and that it, might be because our palates have been scorched well, that's very possible you know like we were talking earlier that we might be becoming snobs <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't want to become snobs, but we just might be teetering on that edge. How about the uh, the bottle presentation? I gave the bottle presentation a four and a half. Mm. Uh, I love the the presentation on there. It, it comes in a great box. It, it, everything it, it matches with uh, the similar shaped label on the box and the bottle. Yeah. It's all color-coded. Uh, like I said, it, it, it is a sticker, but it, it resembles kind of a medallion pushed into the, the glass on, mm-hmm. on the front face of it. You've got all the, the different light facets in the punt under the bottle. So mm-hmm. so as it's just sitting there on, on the table, it's reflecting, and it's actually it's it makes the bright gold of the scotch glow. Yeah. And so, yeah, great presentation. I gave it... I gave it a higher mark, uh, uh, four and three quarter. Okay. I mean, the bottle alone is is interesting. I mean, I might give the the bottle by itself a, a four. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, probably a four. But uh, the thing is, uh, it comes in this 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 box. So with it coming in a box, it it gets extra marks for for cool factor. And like you know, you look at the the back of the label on the box, and what do you got? You got a barcode. You got a mm-hmm. government or on the back of the bottle. I'm sorry. On the you got a barcode, a government warning. You've got uh, you know where it was distilled, when it was distilled. Mm-hmm. Though some of that's you know cool stuff. It's got the website. You know www.theglenlivet.com. Mm-hmm. You know some of that's great information. I really don't care about the government warning. Right. Buying liquor <laughs> like. 
What the fuck? Leave me alone. Right? <laughs> Stay the fuck. Get out of my lawn. <laughs> get your hand out of my pocket. But, you know, you pointed out it's got the medallion. It's got a flat spot there on the bottle for a medallion. Mm-hmm. The uh, It's got natural cork. I like that. I do prefer that over, over composite. But I love that that really back, doesn't matter. I love that the back of the box has not only the tasting notes on here, yeah. but on top of it, it has uh, the little bit of the, the flavor wheel. Yeah, that kind of goes a little bit farther than just tasting notes. Yeah. So like, I took the I took the road to Branson on on talking about the bottle. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's a, it's a long way to get there. And when you get there, it's really not that great. So that's that's why I, I, the the road to Branson. That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> my description of of the bottle, not the bottle itself. So like, so short to shorten that up is uh, the bottle has all the information that you that you need, but the box has all the information that you want. Right. It's got these cool tasting notes, like you said. It's got this, a little bit of a flavor wheel and tells you where. Fuck, it says toffee right here. There you go. I mean, yeah, seriously. It's got a, a three out of five on on the toffee scale, uh, a two out of five on the spice raisin. It's got a one. Huh. I didn't pick up on any raisin. But still, it's uh, it maxes out as far as taste goes on uh, at a four out of five on the fruity and the vanilla. The floral and the toffee come in at a, th- at a, at a, at a three. But still, so I, that's, why, that's why I gave it close to a five. I just, I really like it. The presentation's great. The whiskey itself is great. Whiskey with a Y, not an E-Y. That's right. So what did your uh, overall come to? Overall came to 8.5. Okay. Mine came to 8.75. All right. Yeah. So I wrote down, as far as a uh, Reader's Digest version of uh, what, what our thoughts were on this, I said, uh, easy drinking and full of interesting flavors. Uh, we found citrus, apple, a little peat, and even some coffee notes towards the long and delicious finish. At $44 a bottle, you can't go wrong. Grab a bottle of this Glen Levitt 12-year single malt scotch whiskey and share it with your favorite people. I like it. I like it, too. Do you have any closing thoughts on this yeah. bad boy? This is going to be a great drinker. Yeah. Okay. If you had, if you had to slam, I don't condone slamming scotch because <laughs> you know it's delicious. But like, if you had to slam a dram of scotch, mm-hmm. half a dram, whatever, what would it be? I think this would be a contender. It de- I was just thinking that. That's why I asked the question because this would be a damn good contender because yeah. it's not super strong at eighty nope. proof. No. Nope. It 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 tastes great. I'd probably drink half and act like I yep. slammed it just so I could drink more later. You know, right, right. Like during the set, like as a raise it up as a toast. No, I, I think like at Highland that. Park would would Highland be another Park would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm also a huge fan of uh, the Oban 14. Okay, all right, that's a really good one too, though. We'll get to that one day, one day, not tonight, but one day. Well, shit. Well, dear listener, I don't know what you think, but you know, you definitely know what we think. Uh, let us know what you think. Throw us uh, throw us an email. Throw me an email. Jonathan at SaverTheBurn.com. Send uh, W2 an email. W2 at SaverTheBurn.com. Or if you just want to address the both of us at the same time and let us know that this Glenn Levitt 12-year single malt scotch whiskey was uh, probably your favorite and the exact same thing that you would want to slam a dram or half a dram right before going on stage. <laughs> we don't condone that. But still, whatever. If you if you if you would prefer a different scotch, actually, just let us know what kind of scotch you do like, because yep. I I would definitely like to know. I'd like to know what what everybody else likes, because chances are I haven't tried it and I want to, whatever that may be. Heck so yeah, I guess that that's all we have for this one. 
Thank you, dear listener, for listening to the Savor the Burn podcast. No matter who you are, where you are, what you're doing, and who you're with, and what you're drinking. Always remember, dear listener, keep on on burning. burning.